Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of... Explain it slowly. Slowly. Oh, and we have our friend Spencer back with us again. <laughs> Hi Spencer. Hey there. So, uh, this episode is Spencer's chance to ask us a question. Yay. And I'm going to let Lynn answer it. No. I answer every single question. Oh. Uh, I know. I'm so. here to learn not to answer questions. <laughs> okay, you got to phone a friend, so... <laughs> okay. Go for it, Spencer. Okay. Um, this one comes inspired from the start of COVID. So, what is protein folding? Huh? You're a pharmacological something something or another. I dropped which that. Which is, I guess, is not biology. I dropped that degree ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, protein folding. Well, I think it involves proteins, and mm-hmm. you. It's like a sandwich, you know, you cut it down the middle and you fold. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what. Okay. So let's start with what a protein is, right? Uh, so Me. Yes, protein <laughs> is a form, like when you go to the store at like a subway and they're like, what protein do you want? Oh, 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 protein is DNA. Close. No, I don't know, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I think protein. Do you know? I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> perfect. I know the basic process, but like, yeah, I'll I'll get into follow-up questions okay. in a second okay. here. So, proteins, uh amino acids. Yes. Amino acids are molecules. Yes. Uh and they all have I'm going to use the wrong terminology here because I am not a biology person. Mm-hmm. Uh but they have like a little a head. So each amino acid has a unique head basically, and that head uh matches up with a pattern of three nucleotides from DNA or RNA. So RNA is that ACGT or yeah, ACGT uh, code that you've probably heard of before. Um, I'm not going to try to remember what those actual chemicals are. The alphabets. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) There's only four letters and T gets swapped with U when it becomes RNA, but does not matter. Uh, You have a sequence of three of these. And each amino acid matches up with the sequence. So when your cell is doing something with DNA, it will basically go into a little machine, and that machine will match up three nucleotides at a time with a particular amino acid. So when that amino acid floats by, it kind of gets magnetized in, like next to that piece of DNA by that little machine, and then it will kind of move forward another three and then look for the next amino acid. Now, while it's doing that, it's connecting the previous, the new amino acid with the previous one. And as it comes out of the machine, the connections cause the protein that's now forming to like twist and turn. And as it twists and turns, it creates a particular shape. And that's what we refer to as like protein folding. I think the shape can change after the protein gets created. Basically, that little machine that's like making the proteins is also a protein made like in a very similar manner. Um, so the shape is very important, and you can't just make it without this process, like to to create it in that particular order. Otherwise, it won't fold in that particular order because each of these molecules has like a different shape, so it kind of sticks together all haphazardly. Um, and whenever you see diagrams or like these spirals and things like that. Uh, check the show notes for a picture of what a protein looks like in diagram form. 
uh, adding to Lynn's work here. Um, but like that is a particular sequence of uh, amino acids that cause that spiral to kind of look like that. It's not an actual spiral, uh, like if you were to look at the molecules and what they look like. Uh, but it's like a close enough analogy to kind of get the idea across um, and make it easier for us humans to kind of tell the proteins apart because it's a bunch of atoms, ultimately. Um, so it makes multiple amino acids into one giant molecule, which becomes a protein. Uh, and the folding aspect is is that construction, I think. Okay. Okay, follow-up question. <laughs> Um, you know how they'll do protein folding simulations uh -huh. like on computers? Yeah. Okay, so that's that's kind of the whole thing here is like <clears throat> um, when COVID started, I learned, you know, you can donate like your, your computer essentially. Mm -hmm. it's, it's computing power to do these simulations of, of folding proteins. Um, and it, you know, they're, they have a bunch of different like um, proteins you can essentially fold to try to help uh figure out you know some cure mm -hmm. i think they have one for like cancer maybe aids and then they they came out with one for for covid so my next question is how do you know how did these simulations help scientists to be able to find cures to whatever okay so with this if it's like you're if it's just a simulation uh -huh. so with this new information in mind i am gonna guesstimate uh my way through this question okay uh so we've constructed the protein, right? It's not an immutable thing. It can move. It has joints. It's like basically a little machine that can do a whole bunch of things. Like you can make a motor out of proteins if you really wanted to. Um, there's parts that are magnetic. There's parts that uh, like adhere with Van der Waals forces. That's always a fun word. Um, and like it will it will go ahead and move and do different things if it's in an acidic environment it'll change shape if it's in a uh, uh what's the opposite of acidic basic if it's in a basic, basic uh environment it will it will do a different shape um heating cooling them will make them move in different ways um so they they do change uh form kind of like transformers um and i think these protein simulations are basically letting us who have brains uh, like take this super complicated molecule with hundreds or thousands of atoms that compose it and see, oh, this looks this part right here looks like it bends. Um, and it'll probably bend like this. Um, and by contributing our human ability to this, the computers can now run different kinds of simulations to see if, oh, if this thing bends like this, like the human said, uh, maybe this thing can bend this other way at the same time. Like you can imagine a protein with like seven arms um, and all of those arms kind of fold in different ways. Um, and what you're trying to do is create a machine that can do a particular thing. So the body, uh, like over billions of years of evolution, kind of figures this out by accident. Like it accidentally makes a shitty protein and that shitty protein actually is better than the ones... Uh, that were made before it um and that is how we like end up with like evolution that pushes things forward computers can try that same like thing but for every billion shitty proteins you have like one useful one so it's not you don't have the best mm -hmm. return on investment there um so 
uh, we can use our ingenuity to kind of come up with better ones. I think they use like neural nets as well to kind of come up with uh, good ideas, uh, good starting points for this. And that's that's how we can use computers to simulate how proteins fold and move uh, to then create potential cures to things. And that cure is essentially a little machine that is going to do a particular thing in the body, whether it's going to chop off uh, the little spike proteins of the COVID. I don't know what these things would actually do. Mm-hmm. I'm making it up at this point, but um, <laughs> nanomachines. I, I'm following. <laughs> that makes sense cool yeah no i think yeah so did they not have any resources is that why they're asking people to what are they what are you asking to be donating like i think i think it's like people's time right they're asking you as a person to solve no it's just it's just a a program that you know takes up your computing power whether on your cpu or gpu or both Uh to run these simulations. So maybe they've done some work beforehand. Um, it's called folding at yeah. home, the one that you can do mm-hmm. at home. So we'll leave a link in the in the thing to, to check mm-hmm. it out. Uh, but yeah, you can help progress science and medicine as I think there's a there's a term for this. I think it's a, called a community scientist. Basically, you are participating in mm-hmm. the scientific process, uh, which is essentially making a hypothesis, running the experiment, seeing if if you get that result and if you don't that means you came up with the wrong hypothesis but if you do uh that means you are like inching forward with progress um and you have something more to kind of um discover so uh it's a it's a great way of helping participate um like the more people that do end up helping out uh either by like contributing your computing resources or your brain in some cases uh then you can go ahead and help so, did you explain what protein folding is? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> did you? <laughs> I did. I think. I think I did. Did he answer? Did you answer yeah. the question? <laughs> the sensor has the question been answered. <laughs> I think so. Lynn, you seem confused. What do you think protein folding is? What you said. Yeah. Earlier. What I said. <laughs> the swapping out of uh, what is it? Amino acid. Well, that was making the protein. Yeah, isn't that part of like protein folding? Is that your? It is part of it. Yeah. Exchange of things. I don't know. So no, you build the protein, and then the protein has like joints on it. You can think of it like a little transformer. Uh huh. And it will go ahead and change shape depending on the environment around it. Oh, and that's what folding means. Yeah. Changing shape. Okay. (laughs) It shows how much I I pay attention to biology. Any other follow-up questions? <laughs> mm. I don't think so. No. <laughs> Lynn's giving me a... I have no idea what you just talked about for the past 15 minutes look. I guess the question is if you're right or not now. Oh, no, I'm not doing that part. <laughs> <laughs> the follow-up research. So if you know a lot about protein folding, let us know on Twitter at Lin and Dimi Chen and let us know. Do you remember when we were learning, when we were in school and we were learning like biology or chemistry? There's that very one famous video where it's like it has that walking protein thing. Is that, 
I don't know if it's a protein, but it has a head and has like two legs, and as it walks along the, I guess the DNA strip. Yeah, so that, that is doing something. That particular video, which I absolutely love. I don't know if you've ever seen it before, Spencer. I don't think so. I have. It's basically walking you through the process of like a cell dividing or something like that, um, and you have this very cool little dude with two big feet, like clown feet, basically, and he's walking along a tightrope. And he's carrying this giant ball, um, which is just like a, a lipid ball, basically, with something from the outside world. Uh, and he's just walking it down uh, this avenue inside of the <laughs> cell. But it's like very mechanical in that it has like these two big feet that just walk in front of each other. Um, and it's a great video to like conceptualize what is actually happening inside of a cell. Um, and I think it's actually slowed down. So in like real time, this little guy is zipping along uh, at a million atoms per hour um, they don't they don't travel miles over down there um but yeah that's a protein so it basically as soon as one foot steps forward that unlocks a little thing and that protein can consume uh atp or whatever and then uh, move its second foot forward and kind of keep that process going it consumes energy it moves and it's bringing stuff from the outside of the cell to the inside of the cell i, I think it's not cell division it's it's a white blood cell eating, like, a bacteria or something. That's me making noises in the background. That's pretty cool, though, that cells listen to accidental podcast tech podcasts. <laughs> <and everything too. laughs> Wrong ATP. Adrenosine triphosphate, ah. I think. Hmm. That sounds hmm. a bit short. Debatable. I think it's longer, isn't it? Oh, it's longer. <laughs> I don't know. Now I have to do a, what is it, Adderup. Er- er- errata errata you is that how it's pronounced like i always conflate that word with like Erotic. erotic er- <laughs> i'm like that can't be the same thing you can cut that part out <laughs> <laughs> what did you say it was a t adrenosine triphosphate yeah you're right okay oh cool <laughs> i paid attention in biology biology Biology. But not English. No. English, I, I definitely failed at. English is hard. When I when I went to Japan, I basically stopped speaking English for like seven months. And then when I got back, mm-hmm. I thought I was speaking correctly, but my word order was completely out of whack because oh, like the verb right. is in a different spot and all that. Uh, and no one was understanding me at all. And I'm like, well, there goes my English ability. <laughs> it's a fact of life now. Yeah. That's your biology. Yeah. That week I had to write my essay for uh, AP something or another. Uh, No, not AP French. (laughs) (laughs) Some AP thing to get into college. Uh, I somehow passed, which was good. Um, But yeah, great timing for suddenly needing to be proficient in English when apparently I could no longer speak English. And that is that. Thanks, thanks for coming on the show, Spencer. It's a lot of fun to have you. Of course. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and while Lynn is losing her giggles, um, once again, you can find Spencer at... On Twitter, at Spencer C. Curtis. There you go. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> yep. Cool. Cool. See you again next time, everyone. Bye. We're waving like idiots. Bye.